Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon, Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.3 on the FM dial. is Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours as we return here to local programming uh, for right up until noon. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this today. Only one guest in the first hour of the program. Catch up with our friend Bill Bender. We'll go around sports with Bill. He's uh, writes for the Sporting News normally during the fall. He is... Uh, College football is his uh, main focus, but uh, once the football season comes to an end, although it starts tomorrow again, we remind you. Yes, it does. Uh, and and uh, there are a number of the sports wagering companies in the state that are putting up that magic number uh, that should get some folks' attention. Uh, South Dakota State is, what, a three-point favorite? Two-and-a-half, three, I think you tweeted, mm-hmm. at one thirty or 2 o'clock in the morning. What the <laughs> hell you were doing up at that time? I really don't want to know, but I saw your tweet when I woke up. Working on the bike, getting that exercise. Really yes, yeah. Did that till about twelve thirty, then collapsed on the couch and got on the tweeter machine for a while and <laughs> found some points. So, so do you have a few beers before? Because that's kind no. of defeating the purpose, right? <laughs> no, no, no beers. That's no. what I was going to say. Yeah, midweek beers at home are incredibly rare. Really, Saturday is pretty much the only time. Huh? We are built much differently in terms of our our consumption of alcohol. Trent, I cannot tell this. I mean, this is kind of. It's not sad. It's me. I don't care. I, I don't recall, um, maybe, certainly not last year. I don't think I've missed a day. Of having a beer? Of having, no, three beers. Three beers. Right. Ever four? Nope. Ever nope. two? Nope. You are so structured. Three. Three is the magic number. It is. It keeps me healthy, I think. And I've been doing it since I was 18 years old, so it's pretty late. It's be- working pretty well. <laughs> You're still in good shape. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Knock on one. Anyways, enough about that. Let's get back to, well, good for you for doing the bike in the movie. I, I, I woke up this morning, as I normally do, uh, in this case, uh, you know, to plug in the rest of the Jets game, to, uh-huh. um, you know, to see the inevitable, they I, lose again. I was wondering about that, yeah, yes. Yeah, so I, I caught that, and I, I jumped on Twitter after I'd seen the results of uh, my squad going down in flames. Um, then I saw you tweeting them, and what the heck are you doing? So good for you for riding the bike, and I know you're trying to lose a few LBs and get a little bit of shape. Yes. Uh, so it doesn't hurt. Anyways, Bill Bender, 1030, round the uh, sports with Bill. We'll cover a lot of ground uh, with him. At 11.05, at some point in the first hour, you and I are going to, we thought we'd do it yesterday. We didn't, so we... We'll try and do it today. The regional teams over-under totals are, are out. It, it's something you and I, even before sports was legal in the state of Iowa, that uh, we get uh, gets our attention. Um, baseball is here, ready or not. Here it comes, pitchers and catchers. We've got a ways to go, obviously, before uh, we see some actual games. I'm not talking about spring training. By the no. way, if you're, if you're playing spring training, um, delete the app. You know... I am learning about the the opening of sports wagering. People that I would never think would gamble getting in on the game. Yes, me too. Inclu- including a couple of our colleagues yes. here in the building. Heather, she's finishing Fires. up. Back-to-back day she's yeah. been in here. And not happy about the way that it's going. <laughs> well, yesterday she was okay. Wasn't she? Today, not so much. Yeah, today, not so much. But yeah, then the one, the the, the 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 colleague who, well, we know Williams fires. Yes, and has for years. Yeah. By the way, did he finish last in our Super Bowl contest? Oh, yeah. Did it's got to be in a big way. You know, if he would have won, yeah. the good folks with Wild Rose Jefferson would have gotten their car and delivered the trophy to him 
on the night of the Super Bowl. Oh, you would have got there that quickly. Absolutely, yeah. because it's Chris. we got to get him this. Well, they delivered to you, right? No. I know. I'm still waiting, mm. Trent, the uh, the winner of the 2021 KXNO uh, playoff game, uh, playoff, whatever you want to call it, sports betting challenge, was yours truly, and it was promised a... Um, a shiny, beautiful trophy, and well, I think I know where it is. It's probably yeah, probably it's probably a Chris's. Well, at Chris's, or it's in Liebel's office right now. I don't know where and it he's, is, he's but I know where eye. it should be, and I know where it isn't. Anyways, <laughs> you'll get it. Right, right, Someday. sure, I will. Um, it's cold out there. Yeah, again, they would have they would have gotten their car and taken it to Bondurant after the game was over on Super Bowl Sunday. But that aside. Um, where were we? 11 o'clock hour. Yes. We're going to talk to Randy Wayho from the Iowa Cubs. I'm excited about the new teams coming to Principal Park this year. And some marquee AAA team. Will that, will that put more fans in the stadium? I don't think so. Honestly, I think you could play the Acme Ra- Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of the fact we didn't have it last year, I believe people are going to want to go outside and they're going to want to uh, reacquaint themselves with baseball at Principal Park on a beautiful summer night and have a couple of beers and a hot dog and the crack of the bat and dot, dot, dot. But at the same time, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of pumped up for these new squads. Your twins are AAA franchise finally going to come through town. That'll be cool to see. Uh, the Cardinals stay uh, in, in the rotation, uh, the Cardinals AAA team. So, Randy Wayhofer, and then Wade Looking Bill, our friend, former Hawkeye, will join us to preview pretty big game tonight with Wisconsin and Iowa. You know where I've been on Wisconsin all year long. I've just not sold mm-hmm. on this Wisconsin team. I think they're kind of a fool's gold team. Um, now, the point spread's going crazy. Have you seen that? Iowa was a point. I, I was reading Lysakow's tweet. Uh, Iowa was a uh, point and a half favorite. Now they're getting points. Yes, yeah, I, and that was also happening last night. As so I was is on that every all of the properties? Not the just board. one that's got a disproportionate uh, amount of risk. That Pretty much everything that I looked really? at last night, and I looked at three different ones last so night. So what's had behind flipped. that? Do you think, Trent? Well, it's got to be an influx of money, right? Or well, yeah, but yeah. but why? Why do they? Why why are some folks out there all over Wisconsin? Is there an injury? Do they know that? Frederick isn't going to play, and yeah. it's as simple as that, and he's worth a couple of points. Is he, though? Goes from a point to, you know, that, that's a good conversation next time we have Kenny White on. Mm-hmm. We know NFL quarterbacks are between, the top-level guys are 78 points, yep. and we've seen, what, Mahomes was, I think, the highest well, he's got nine. a he's got a point value for every player in college football, and he proved that to me when he grabbed his binder, and I asked, all right, Smarty Pants, show me Zach Spears. <laughs> <laughs> backup lineman for Iowa State. And he opened up the uh, his, his binder. He went to the S's. Zach Spears. There it was. Yep. The positives and negatives of him. It was. I was blown away. As you should be. Right. If anybody that has Zach for, Spears. For that kind of homework. Right. To do that. But I wonder if he does in basketball or and any of those folks. A Luca Garza, let's just say, for instance, he is a five-point player. Mm-hmm. What is a C.J. Frederick? A starter, a good offensive player. Yeah. Is that worth two? Is that just a half point? That's the other thing that's crazy is, and we see this so much in football, the overvaluation of some injuries for football. A top-level all-pro cornerback, it's got to be worth a few points, yeah, right? Right. At best, it's usually a half point. Uh-huh. We're talking an all-pro here, and it's worth a half point. A above-average quarterback with a competent backup behind him, well, it's still got to be worth, what, four, five, six points? No, point, maybe two. It's just weird. And then at the college basketball level, how that translates. There's put that in the notebook, Kenny White. Next time we have him, uh, we will do. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to have uh, a, a new 
A new old voice joined us next week. Teddy Greenstein ah. wrote forever for the Chicago Tribune. He's now a uh, one of the faces of Point Bets. Points bet rather uh, who aren't in the state or are in the state. They of are. Art. Yes, I do have that's that app. what I thought. Yes. Yeah, I do have that app and little different. In fact, that's what we were talking about. I think mm-hmm. the other day is points bets the one where if you want to, you can wager, and if you win your point, your bet by a lot, and they cover by twenty. You can get extra money mm-hmm. by doing it that way. Right. Now, if you miss it by twenty, you're going to be paying a little bit uh-huh. more too. So that's what points bet does can do. It's also a traditional sports book, but something a little bit different. And they've also been known a lot as one of those uh, sports books that will hand back money on a bad beat. They were going back to before it was even legal here in Iowa. That was the one that I remember hearing a lot was, was points bet doing that. Uh, so we'll we'll have him next week. That's who Cappy is now. If you follow David Kaplan on Twitter. Uh, the cap at the Catman on Twitter. He's got his daily picks. He was all over the Panthers last night. Uh, that uh, that didn't looked go good, well. good for a while. Yeah, it did look good for a while. We'll get into them in a minute. But um, look forward to talking to Teddy Greenstein. Uh, so that's the guest list here today. We'll talk to Bill Benner bottom of the hour. I do want to get into the over unders for the regional teams. Spend a few minutes on that, uh, and then. Um, of course, Wade Looking Bill will wrap things up as we preview Iowa and Wisconsin. Six o'clock tip time tonight. Couldn't be any better Better person. Well, five o'clock would have been better, but we'll certainly <laughs> sign for six. And, uh, of course, if you can't be in front of your television, you can turn on your radio as the game airs down the hall on News Radio 1040 WHO. All right, Drake and you and I last night. Trent, I was um, very impressed by this Bulldogs team. I thought that there might be a little bit of a, you know, a letdown, an emotional weekend series over uh, with Loyola of Chicago getting beat the way they did on Saturday, that uh, spirited game on Sunday, the way it ended. Um, you know, I just thought, yeah, the in-state game, I, you and I is going to be up for it. They'd like nothing better than to uh, knock the knock the Bulldogs out of the tournament because I think most people feel, and I'm the same way, if they do lose another game, uh, that their NCAA tournament hopes are on life support. But, boy, the Bulldogs, a couple of things. There was a play, and I don't know if you were in, if you were watching at the time, um, an, an inbound pass. Ball was inbounded, and it went off the back of the back of the leg. Uh, Samaki threw in the ball after made basket. Okay, the Drake team starts running down towards you and I's team. Samaki thinks that he, he got one of his uh, teammates' attention. Inbounds the ball, goes off the back of his legs, and is proceeding to roll out of bounds when out of nowhere Roman Penn leaps I mean he's he's like he's not Superman but you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, right that, that kind of jump that kind yeah. of jump dives for the ball keeps it in bounds so instead of the ball and it's a tight game at this point instead of the ball going back over to the Panthers here's Roman Penn flying through the air just incredible hustle Garrett Sturts, late in the basketball game. Shot clock winding down. Panthers are on a bit of a run. They'd cut it to six. Tick, 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 tick. Sturts gets the ball. Knifes through the lane. Beats a couple of Panthers. Takes it to the basket and lays it in. What incredible hustle. Um, Good for Drake. I didn't think that they would win as comfortably as they did. Yesifu was unbelievable Mm -hmm. in the basketball game. Of course, Roman Penn, uh, Murphy's Murphy, and Sturtz was out of his mind last night, but what a big win. The enjoyable part to watching. And then we got to credit some of the Panthers, too. But yes. Far, far, because, yeah. Drake, the way they share the basketball, it is, it's enjoyable basketball and to watch. 19 assists. Yeah. They, I beg your pardon. Uh, yeah, 19 assists. 
they share the basketball. They make the right plays. Early in the game, it was Wilkins who came out playing really well. And Penn, anytime there was a mistake, there's few. They only turned it over three times throughout the course of that game. But when it happened, they came right back and they came up with a good set. It's just a well-coached team. Yeah. It's a team that understands their roles. Yeah. And you have to evolve. You have to adapt after the, the big injury that they had to Hemphill. But it feels like they're now finding their footing. And mm-hmm. in a game where you're absolutely right, it would have made a lot of sense to see them sleepwalk. And even though you and I stayed in the game, it wasn't because Drake just was playing bad and it was a letdown situation. It's because you and I was hitting some shots and they mm-hmm. were playing well and they were playing good basketball. But to be able to control that, control those emotions, and then finish it off late in the game, I think it goes to show you just this is not just a, a scheduled base 21 and 2 team. This is a good yeah, basketball I agree. team. I agree. This is a team that does deserve to be in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. There's no doubt. Look, the Panthers struggled from behind the three-point line in the first half, but got it, picked it up a little bit. They've got something here in this Heisey kid. He's he played well. Yeah, I'm really impressed by him. Born, he's just going to keep firing shots. I, I, mm-hmm. you, you can't help it, uh, uh, but like that kid's game. Noel Carter kind of had an off night. He was in foul trouble uh, in the first half of the game, but Fife was Fife. Burhau was good. But Drake just beat him, just flat out beat him in the basketball game. Now they finish who? Evansville, Bradley, or the other way around? For the doggies? For the dogs, yeah. It is. I think it's Evansville at home for a pair. It is, yep. And, and that is Sunday, Bradley. Monday. Oh, this, this week, weekend. Sunday, Monday. Sunday, Monday, this week. So, And I did see they, um, the ESPN Plus, uh, and Adam Emmenecker, boy, he does a good job yes, in those he does. games. He's really good. Um uh, there's, I think we've got TV for all, but maybe the last one. Okay. And the last one is that uh, ESPN three that you will get, and I won't. But because uh, <laughs> you can't figure it out, nah, for I'm, I'm tired. I'm sick of trying to figure it out. Um, just frustrating. Yeah. But yeah, the, um, MVC TV or whatever it's called, they'll mm-hmm. put a couple of those up. So, anyways, good that we'll be able to see them. But again, Trent, I think they have to sweep them. They have to beat Evansville. They have to beat Bradley. Uh, win those four games, and then what? Get out of Saturday or get to Saturday? Get to Saturday. Can't lose in the quarterfinals uh-huh. for sure, right? So they'd be the two seed, mm-hmm. which is the second game, right? On Friday, uh, I think it is. Yeah, I think I think the one right. seed plays the first game at noon. Boy, I used to love going to that tournament. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I used to love that tournament. I went there, of course, the Drake year and then back-to-back Panther years. So, what, 2008, 9, and 10? I yeah, think we because were I know the late game every year is the 3-6 game. Right, that's the last game of the night. That's it's the supposed last to game. start at like 8.30, never does. It never does, and mm-hmm. then make your way over to the piano bar and uh, hoist a few cocktails afterwards. Uh, boy, aren't those days going to be fun oh, when we man. get them back? I, I can't wait. So that'll be Missouri State. Say it's Missouri State, Drake in the semifinal. Be good game, and they lose in a tight one in the on Saturday. On Saturday, Are they out. I don't think so. I don't either. Losing the I quarterfinals think if you lose to, on Friday. Yeah, right. You, you lose to a Bradley, a mm-hmm. UNI, a Southern. Yeah, but you lose to Mo State, who will be at that point probably fifteen and six, something like that. Top one fifty RPI. It's yeah. a neutral sort game. I'd hate to see it. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves we again. Are, yeah. Beat Devin. You still have four more games. Got to win. Just it and five with the quarterfinals uh-huh. just to get to that. Point. Look, they're all winnable. That, that's, yeah, it, yeah. It's not like they got to return to Loyola. They got to mm-hmm. go uh, to Illinois. Um, that's that's off the schedule. That part is done. Big win for them last night. Fun to watch. Fun to listen to. Brad Wells, right? Mm-hmm. Brad Wells does a nice job. 
Uh, that was a that was a good crew that did the game last night. All right, so the game tonight, it's a six o'clock tip. Uh, again, Wisconsin is now favored in the game. Where are you on Wisconsin? I still am waiting for them to figure it out, and maybe that's short sighted because this team is old. If they haven't figured it out yet, when are they going to mm-hmm. figure it out? It's not a team that's been decimated decimated by injury. It's not a team that is waiting for the right parts to come back. Not new guys that are out there and you're trying to figure out roles. No, these guys have played together for a long time, and they're just not playing good basketball. Mm -hmm. And it's not just on the offensive end. We've seen Wisconsin have some struggles on that side of the floor. Defensively, this is not the defensive team that we've seen a lot of times in the past. And I think that's probably the biggest component here. Yeah, do they have to shoot it better, and especially from deep? Yeah, they do, to get to the heights and be a team that gets to the second weekend, yada, yada, yada. But on the defensive end, there's some breakdowns there. Is it because they're playing too much Reavers and Potter together and they're just limitations Mm, defensively what you can do? Maybe it could be. I mean, look, uh, Trice is going to uh, Trice is going to be a, a handful. Yes. Here's their here's their Big Ten losses. It, it's they've only got one loss on the Big Ten slate. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe two that make you scratch your head a little bit. They lost to Maryland. Uh, mm. That game was was in Madison. They lost at Penn State. They lost at home to Ohio State. That can happen. And Michigan beat them both times that they played them. Along with Illinois. They lost Illinois yeah. too, right? They lost Illinois as well. So it's not like you know a, um, I don't know. Well, Penn State's kind of a bottom feeder, and they picked them off, right? Um, if they play, yeah, they beat Nebraska. They only get them once. I think they only get them once. Anyways, okay. it's 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 a game for Iowa tonight. It's Bohannon's last time. You got to think that he's going to be fired up to to go back and play over there. Great story, by the way. I think it was Emmerich that wrote it on uh, Wisconsin and Bohannon and the Bohannon family and the history uh, with that program. It's a good read at Des Moines Register uh, if you haven't already done so. But a winnable basketball game tonight uh, for Luca Garza, for those folks that are I want him uh, to to win the Witten Award. I want him to capture the Big Ten Player of the Year. And I, he's still favored to do so on both counts. Yes. But the gap that seemingly was there, um, it's it's gone. It, it's very tight at this point as Io DeSomo is, uh, has closed that gap appreciably. Um, so we'll see. Uh, go out there, you know, 24 and 12. 28 and 11, just have one of those type of, type of games that we know he's capable of, or certainly was. And hit a couple of big buckets late to put him away mm-hmm. or, or to win the game, whatever it is. You need those kind of moments, which would go a long way to getting solidifying yourself as National Player of the Year. We watch this team. We don't know about Frederick right now, if he's going to be back, if he's going to be on the floor for this one. But does it feel to you that this team is figuring out a little bit more how to play without him on the floor. Uh, yeah. Now, it was Michigan State who's bad. It's Right, but it's still, it's still a house of horrors, Trent. But there's nobody there. No, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. There's that's dozens of people point. there, yeah. It's, point. it's just a gym. Yep. It's the a paint's point. a little bit different, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Still, it just it feels like maybe this team, because there were times without Frederick where they looked so lost on no. the offensive end, and they're, they're figuring it out. Wieskamp, is he a big part of that? Yes. Oh, boy, he's been terrific. And now does that continue? Because if it does... They're a not, different team. With- you're, and you're not watching the end of the Luka Garza era. Mm-hmm. You're watching the end of the Joe Wieskamp era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree on both counts. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the way that we're going and we're going to see this guy for the next month, yeah, he's as good as gone as if well. If we see this out of him for the next month... 
this changes things. Yes, as to as I think to the the ceiling of this basketball team, but then. We've seen them disappear at times, too. We've seen the argument, uh, not a better word, the debate go to, you know what, it's not Wieskamp that's the second most important player on this team. It's C.J. Frederick. No, the answer is Joe Wieskamp, and he's proving that. But there are times um, throughout throughout the course of this season that he's made you think about that. They've won two in a row. After they went through that skid where they lost four or five, uh, the win against Rutgers was good. The win against Michigan State, I'm with you. You never thought there's nobody in the building, but they still beat them by thirty. Uh, and Wieskamp has led the way in scoring for this team the last three games. He's back. He's back. Now is he a kid like we see every single year? that realizes their college basketball days are coming to it now. Mm-hmm. He's still got eligibility, but he, I, I, we both feel that there's something else out there for him that want to end on a high note and the calendar turns January to February and all of a sudden their game goes up to a different level. We're seeing that out of Wies Camp in the month of February. We saw it from Aaron White. We saw yeah. it from Matt Gatons. Mm-hmm. We saw these guys late in their careers mm-hmm. in those final six, eight, ten games go to another level. Wonder if that's also going to happen with Luca Garcia. Here. I hope so. You know, and and he's gotten beat up here lately, but finally he says, "I'm going to power through. I, I got to do everything uh-huh. possible." You saw the frustration after that loss to Indiana, and the way that he walked off the floor, and they showed the camera of him how mm-hmm. dejected he was yep. leaving the floor. This kind of leadership, these kind of guys together, if it's coming together, the the defensive effort the last three games, it's been excellent. It has been. It yes, are there limitations? Jordan Bohan is not suddenly going to become a lot more athletic. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> Luca Garza is not going to be Anthony Davis in terms of quickness. That, that's never going to change. But how locked in they are in how much more man, more man defense they've been playing to. And, and McCaffrey, I mean, he said that he's wanted to get to that, and that's mm-hmm. where they're at. Yes, there are teams with good point guards that are just going to screen and roll with Garza's out there nonstop. And when it's Bohannon and Garza, uh-huh. they're going to do that endlessly. Look out. Yeah. Yes. You're going to need help. You're going to need the other guys really locked in. But if you're engaged, if you're trying, we're not going to score every time, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you're giving the effort on that end. And it feels like at least the last three games, the effort has been there on the defensive end. Yeah, we get Vitell. I'm not sure who does the, uh, who's got the play-by-play. Wachusen. Is it Wachusen and Vitell? Look, it, it, it's hard to criticize Dickie V, what his passion for the game. It, it, it is. Uh, I know he's not everybody's cup of tea. Um, but I don't, when, I, mean, don't, I don't think he's done. Has he done an Iowa game this year? Not I that don't I think, he has. think so. No, because the Carolina game. Mm, yeah, I don't remember who did I don't that. know if that. I don't think it was Dickie V. It, if it is, it doesn't ring memorable, but mm-hmm. I like Dickie V. Do we, I, I would rather have Dickie V call an Iowa game. Than that moron from Indianapolis. See, I like him. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> I, way, and I like him. S- I like him when he's not calling Iowa games. Yeah. I just don't like listening did to him. Did you see who took a shot at him on Twitter the other day? A former colleague of his. Well, it wouldn't be a surprise. Nope. I mean, nobody really likes him. Why? Because he's a punk. Eh. He's a stir. He's he's That's a. a- I, I like Dockage. I, I could listen. Jeff Goodman took a shot at him. Oh, really? Yeah, took a shot. Turn, Goodman takes shots at everybody. Yeah, turn turn the turn the volume down. Uh, we'll get Jeff, and then we'll get to our break. By the way, I'm just looking at the the the, the next five. We don't have Nebraska scheduled yet, although Coach McCaffrey is adamant that he believes it's going to happen. Um, maybe a week from tonight makes some sense because I think Nebraska picked up a game 
on Tuesday they had one rescheduled, so a couple of days later they're here. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. But Wisconsin tonight, Sunday Penn State, that's a 4 o'clock tip. And then at Ohio State, in at, Ar- at Ann Arbor, and, and home to Wisconsin. I still maintain it's better for Iowa not to even play that Nebraska game. You have nothing mm-hmm. to gain from it. A loss would be devastating. Mm-hmm. And the rest is really important right now. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm on all counts, not just Frederick. 55 could use a blow. Yes, he could. Uh, Jeff, uh, we'll get him in here, then we'll get our break. Bill Bender, Trent, and I will talk well, a lot of different sports coming up towards the bottom of the hour. Hello, Jeff. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Good. Hey, uh, you know, I called a couple weeks ago, and I was kind of talking about Garza and how Iowa maybe needed him to, you know, really, you know, finish strong. You know, I think I was saying like 30-14 and 14 or 28-14. and 14. And I'm kind of retreating. I'm kind of backtracking from that. And I think we need a little bit less from Garza. Like, I think, you know, I hope Garza doesn't think he needs to go out there and get 28-16. and 16. Like, if he can stay comfortably in that, I don't know, 22, 23, get some boards, and have Joe, who's been stepping up, or having Murray get double digits, or have, you know, Bohannon hit three threes. So I think it would be better for Garza's stamina and moving forward if we could take a little bit less off his plate early in the first half. And then if we need to rely on the big fella in the second half, okay, we can go rely. Hopefully his legs are there where he could hit one of those, you know, open up. 16-footers or hit a top of a key three. But if he's trying to do those things early in the first half, yeah, he's going to be a little bit tired and fatigued in the second half. I get that because they're sending three people at him, and then you're kind of praying that Connor will hit an open three. And if you want to roll the dice with Connor hitting three threes a game, it's going to be a seven out. <laughs> well, so, uh, yeah, I want to see that tonight. So clearly it's a different basketball team. Jeff, thanks for the call when he is hitting those because they're, they're sagging off him. And I think it makes a lot of sense what he said about maybe getting a little bit more rest for Garza. If Nungy plays the way he did Saturday, he was great. you can do yep. that. Yep. But we've also seen bad, bad nights out of him, yeah. Speaking of consistencies, is that guy as high and low as anybody on this Iowa team? Because there's times this year. where, well, yeah, that three-week stretch, remember I said, maybe he just needs to stop shooting threes? Mm-hmm. And I think and we had, could miss. We had Caker down, and, and he said, right. he agreed. Yeah. And the next game he goes out and he hits three three-pointers, yeah. and he's hitting jumpers from everywhere. Uh-huh. That's the inconsistency. But if if that starts to iron itself out, instead of Luca, you're shooting for 33, 34 minutes a game, keep that at 28 mm-hmm. and have a fresher Luca Garza down the stretch. Uh, Drake just, uh, well, not just, I just saw this showed up on my Twitter feed, that, that play from Sturts that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Do you follow Drake? Great yes, basketball, yeah. MB. This play by Sturz, three, three seconds left on the shot clock. It's a six-point basketball game. Three minutes or so left in the game. And the, and the momentum was all on the Panthers' side. If, you'd, if you had a ticket on the Panthers, you're thinking, all right, here we go. <laughs> uh, they're going to keep it close. But this kid from Newton, Sturz just knifes through the lane. What a play by him. What a terrific play at a big, big time. I'm a Sturz fan. Have you picked that up yet? Oh, yes. A I remember Sturtz telling... guy. T- talking about him when he was high school senior. Yeah. And yeah, he's, and he was filling it up. And he was. And he's not a great athlete, mm-hmm. but he can just score. And, and talking to a lot of people, and a lot of people said, yeah, he's going to walk on a trade, but the dude's never going to play. Yeah, oh, really? Right. And I, again, I'm not a scout. There's kids that I see at the high school level that I think are going to be great college players that don't pan out. But he was one where I said, 
I don't know defensively if he can keep up. That was always the question with him, and he has been able to compete even with the lack of athleticism. But I knew that dude could score. Oof. And basketball IQ-wise, I would love to see a rating of that. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get analytics for that. And, and, I uh, said it last week. Yeah. You know who he reminds me of between the years? Nicholas Bear. Yeah, right. You know, right I spot. love will guys, not skill. You've got to have skill guys, too. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But if you don't have the skill and you've got the will, you're gonna they're going to find a place for you. Uh, 10.30, or just about 10.30 here on a Thursday. Time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Check out that play, folks. Uh, Drake Bulldogs MB, that's their Twitter. Uh, at Drake Bulldogs MB. Uh, time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Text the keyword HOPE to 200-200 right now. It's your chance at $1,000. HOPE to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, we'll go around the, uh, well, college football to begin, but we'll go a lot of different places with our friend Bill Bender from the Sporting News. He's next. Miller and Condon on 1460 KX and Owen 106. 24th. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. I make a difference this winter. Join Food Bank of Iowa in the fight against hunger. Every dollar donated creates four meals and offers hope during these cold winter months. Heat or eat, no Iowan should be forced to decide. If you need help or if you can help, foodbankiowa.org, foodbankiowa.org. Let's get our friend Bill Bender in here from the Sporting News. We talk with Bill on a weekly basis throughout the college football season. And since it's college football season, we thought, why not, Bill Bender? Uh, good to catch up with you. So Trent and I are into this. Uh, we will. Um, we're, we're we're glad that we're going to be able to watch the U and I in South Dakota State tomorrow night. FCS football. It's. I think it's. Um, Independence not all great, but it's certainly uh, certainly some entertaining games. Will you cover it, Bill? Will you pay attention? I think so. I mean, there's always. I think the FCS has an opportunity to fill the void uh, left by. Uh, um. You know, normally we have the AAF or the XFL in this spot in recent seasons. That you know, football's football, and people always have a thirst for it. So, I mean, judging by my timeline, I mean, even if it's as simple as NFL free agency, but um, right. I do, and I'm glad they get to play because some of those FCS schools that didn't get to play will get an opportunity to play now. So your editors haven't told you to do it. Well, we're going to need a big preview out of you or <laughs> nothing like that at SportingNews.com as of now. Not yet, but I mean, you know, you guys know me. I mean, at this time, I'm kind of a switchblade of yeah. sorts. I mean, I'm, right now I'm juggling, writing a little bit about that Ohio State-Michigan basketball game. Saw that's a good read. Starting to look at the Big Ten in general with four, in my opinion, four legitimate national championship contenders along with Iowa and Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, baseball, I'm writing about Fernando Tatis. Oh, wow. I know I'm a Padres fan, so they're avoiding that. I'm, very, I'm excited. Yeah. You know, they're going to compete for the next decade. I, I mean, agree. They did what the Indians didn't do. They signed up their superstar, and they're going to keep them for a long time. Speaking of baseball, how were... See the Padres spending money. See the White Sox here in the regional level spending money. Where's this money coming from? Blue Jays. Look what they've yeah, done. Right. There's another one. Any idea at all, Bill? Of course, yeah, the Indians, they look like they're going to be getting ready for another rebuild in front of them. That's what these mid-market teams have to do. But for some of these other teams, and we're not talking about the New Yorks of the world that you're thinking about, where's this money coming from? 
Yeah, I mean, that's uh, our baseball writer, Ryan Fagan. I don't know how often you guys have him on. He just from time to always time. money in baseball. And he's right. I mean, I don't know where it comes from and how teams pull it off, but, uh, you know, you look at the Dodgers, they've got seven guys on their team that are making more than $10 million this year. Mm. Um, they, they, and I think this is a sign that the Padres are at least going to try to compete. And uh, for those of us who've watched the Padres their entire life and have a Tony <laughs> Gwynn jersey in their closet, um, they've never had a sustained run of good. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, that's what I'm most excited about. I think this is a sign that they're going to be good for a while. And, you know, you judge that by World Series. It's a little bit different than the NFL where mm-hmm. maybe I'm a little more spoiled with good. And now I'm like, if I can get J.J. Watt in the Packers uniform this week, it'd be the greatest week ever. So what are the, what are the, what's the likelihood of that? Because I know that you uh, uh, periodically, at least prior to the pandemic season, uh, Sporting News would, uh, well, we appreciate what you did for us on Saturday, Bill, but now we need you to jump in your car and get to Cleveland for the uh, NFL game. Will you... Does it seem like J.J. Watt is closer to being a Brown or closer to being a Packer? I think both have a convincing case, and it does remind me in some ways, look, I'm not going to compare J.J. Watt and uh, Reggie White. I don't think there's a comparison. I think Reggie White, you can make a strong argument, he's the greatest defensive player of all time. But that free agency is very similar. And Mm -hmm. Reggie chose Green Bay over Cleveland. And Cleveland ended up in Baltimore, and Green Bay ended up a Super Bowl team within three years. <laughs> so I think that's what's at stake for both franchises. You had J.J. Watts, Miles Garrett, Oof. pretty good. Cleveland's got the money, but yeah. Green Bay's got that hometown pool. And, uh, you know, well, everybody knows Watt played at Wisconsin, Wisconsin mm-hmm. native, pretty open about his fandom as a kid, and the Packers have shuffled some things around. You know, for me, if Green Bay can lock down Corey Lindsley, Figure out something at running back. Maybe it's AJ Dillon next year. I think it and is. Get JJ Watt. That's kind of throwing in the chips, and you know what Aaron Rodgers needs, and then there'd be no excuses to make a Super Bowl run. I'm with you, and you know another positive too uh, with with JJ. His folks still have that subway in their backyard. <laughs> They're in good shape there. Yeah, they can feed him, and all that money that he's going to be losing. That's the other part. He's going to have every endorsement deal in the state of Wisconsin mm. if he goes back there. Okay, we can only pay you three million, but come on, JJ, look at the amount yeah. of money you're going to make off the field. Yeah, and I think that the impact of Reggie was different at the time mm-hmm. because it made Green Bay a destination. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they were awful. Yep. And I remember the people act like I don't remember the awful years. I remember <laughs> the awful years of you know trying to talk up Randy Wright and guys <laughs> and guys like that at school. Um, I got picked on a little bit, uh, but. You know, Reggie was the one when he signed, I said to my best friend, who's a huge Bengals fan, I said, that's a Super Bowl. And I I anticipate I would send a similar text if they land J.J. Watt. I was like, that's the difference in a Super Bowl run sometimes. Yeah, no, what he did is he opened the door for free agency, who who uh, seemingly uh, that was the their last choice. Well, if something doesn't work out, they would sign in Green Bay, but uh, he ch- he changed the landscape, no doubt. And I'm with you, Bill. You could make the argument that he's the most dominant defensive player uh, in the history of the league. Look, it's, it's, it's a list, and there's going to be guys that push back instantly, but there's uh, Reggie White was that dominant, that strong uh, in his position. He was an amazing, amazing player. So let's go to uh, you know what you normally do in the fall, and that's college football. That's in its quote, you know, off season, if you will. But there's been a lot of movement, comings and goings. Uh, the the biggest, uh, I guess, the biggest needle mover story for you in this off season of college football uh, is what so far, Bill? 
I think Sark to Texas mm-hmm. because now we kind of sit on them and we know they're going to be really good on offense. Do they emerge as that team that maybe can challenge Oklahoma and break through once and for all? Um, and the SEC had a lot of comings and goings with their hiring. You know, Tennessee's always a story. I guess Big Ten-wise, it's what's the biggest story in the Big Ten this offseason so far? Really nothing yet. I think, I think Harbaugh shaking up. Bielema maybe? I, it's got to be, right? Yeah. I was going to say, Harbaugh shook up his staff a little bit, and they've got a telling year coming. But Brett Bielema, too, back in the Big Ten West. I love it. Um, I do, too. I think yep. he'll do okay there if he can recruit in that Chicago area and you know recruit around that, that circle. And he knows the Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. He's won there. He's played there. He, he's perfect for the division. If we ever get to do a Big Ten media day again, yeah. um, it'll be in, in – you know, I get to sit next to you, Ken. All right, I'm in. Um, it'll be uh, highly entertaining. No doubt about it. Let's get to Chicago. I am in for that. Who's the quarterback? Who's it going to be? I know there's three guys in the running at Ohio State to take over for Justin Fields. Mm. Who's your pick? Who do you like the most out of that group? Well, that's tough to say. I mean, Stroud, Miller, and obviously an incoming freshman that they love. Uh, you know, it's going to be a pretty open competition. And that is one of the underrated storylines to watch because I remember, remember the last time they had this big question at quarterback, and I was there all spring and they were trying to choose between Tate Martell and Dwayne Haskins and Joe Burrow. And <laughs> yeah, I remember that being like a huge deal. And then mm-hmm. if you look at the fallout from the choice, they all had good careers. Um, well, maybe not Tate, Tate but yeah. Dwayne and Joe definitely had really good careers at the college level. And high state fans are still debating that one because Joe obviously won the national title. And I think he's primed if they protect him to a very long, healthy really productive NFL career. That's just my opinion on him. I liked I liked him from the go. But uh that's because he's from my zip code. So we <laughs> we we kind of take care of each other there. But uh yeah, I don't know. And I think that'll be the biggest question. But whoever is that quarterback trend, you're gonna be thrown to an insanely talented group of receivers <laughs> yeah. next season. Lave coming back, incredible. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. So, Bill, the uh, obviously the NFL draft is coming up, and you'll be all over that at the Sporting News, as will our friend Vinny Iyer, uh, who joins us, uh, you know, seemingly every other week. Where I, what I want to ask you is is where you are on, on Mac Jones, because yeah, I get the fact that he had Devontae Smith to, to throw the football to, but look at who Tua threw the football to. You know, Waddle mm-hmm. uh, and Smith and Rugs and Jerry Judy. I get the two has had a slow start to his career. I think Mac Jones is is going to be better than a lot of his detractors think he's going to be. Where are you on him? Hard to evaluate because of the talent around him. And I think you're on to something there because we kind of do that move where we're like, well, he, he had to be good. Well, of course. But he was still very good. And I think he unlocks some things in that offense that Tua didn't even unlock. You know, I think he threw a better deep ball than mm-hmm. Tua. I do too. Um, you know, and just, he won. He, he took advantage of all those things. Now, NFL-wise, as we get to the first round, I think kind of the pecking order right now is going to be Lawrence, Fields, Wilson, and then you get into Trask, Lance, Mac Jones, and I think that's going to come down to franchise preferences. Mm-hmm. Who, who wants to fit that guy in there? I like Trask, too. But I, I like Mac Jones. I don't, I don't know what Benny said about him, but I think he's definitely a first-round quarterback that is going to get his chance to start sooner rather than later. We have saw the ascension now almost two decades ago of Boise State into turning into 
a mid-major power. We've seen Central Florida, what they've done, and now with Gus taking over there, Houston's had some blips. We had three of them this year that kind of came out of nowhere. The Raging Cajuns from Louisiana, Lafayette. We had Coastal Carolina and Liberty. All three, surprisingly, bring back their coaches. Which one of them in your mind? That they all do. Which one in your mind of that group has the most staying power, the one that can Mm -hmm. be in that mid-major conversation when we're talking about the the aforementioned teams and the Cincinnati's of the world? Who has that kind of staying power? Did you say Coastal Liberty and who? And, oh, Louisiana. With uh, Billy Napier. Louisiana. No, Cincinnati, I think, is the one that, as long as Pickle's there, they're going right. to be in that picture. But they're, I think they're a little higher class they are, right, yep. than those other three you mentioned. They so, played in a BCS game back in the day, and yeah, they're, yeah, they're a little higher. Yeah. But the Cincinnati and UCF are kind of the two mm-hmm. that are the standard to me right now. Um, and Goss going to UCF, that's only going to yep. add to that. Perfect I think marriage. he's going to knock it out of the park I there. Too. Um, but of the three you gave me, I would probably say as long as Hugh freezes at Liberty, they're going to be very interesting because they're going to score a ton of points. They're going to have a quarterback-friendly offense. They make their own schedule. Um, They could evolve into a little bit of a new-aged BYU as long as he's there. Mm. And BYU did the same thing last year with the same old recipe. You know, Whenever BYU has that NFL quarterback in place, and those of us who remember how many good ones they (laughs) had in the 80s and early 90s, they're pretty good. So uh, my answer would probably be Liberty just because that Sun Belt, it's it's really competitive with Coastal and Louisiana and App, and then even Butch Jones going to Arkansas State. Going to be fun. Uh, Listen, Bill, it's great to catch up with you. Thank you for doing this for us. Uh, We'll uh, reach out in a couple of weeks, and we'll do a little potpourri with you. Bill Bender, you can read him at the Sporting News. Well, it's come and gone. The, The cold is gone. Kind of. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, you guys are getting drive. hammered again, right? Yeah, we've been getting hammered. So hopefully next time we talk, there's less snow in my driveway and more uh, you know, sunshine outside. And we're getting closer to opening day in Cincinnati and Cleveland and dot, dot, dot. Will you cover any Blue Jackets if they get to the Stanley Cup or if they get once they get in the playoffs? If they get hot, we'll be there. So uh, you know me, I'm up for anything and uh, just trying to keep a positive outlook as we move forward. Well, you got a good one in this line, a kid who got. Tr- uh, anyways, I don't want to go there. It'll make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bill Bender. Good to talk to you. Hey, no problem, guys. Take Bill Bender from the Sporting News. As we to- talk a little sports with Bill, good for him. Uh, uh, good hit out of our friend Bill Bender. Isn't that crazy? That's a good question, majors? by the way. Yeah. That is. Re- so, who do you think's got the most staying power out of those three? Louisiana's been decent. Uh-huh. Liberty just came out of nowhere for me. They did, and they're an independent still. They're going to be making a move, but is that just a Hugh Freeze situation? I, I kind of think it is. Do you? I think Louisiana, they're in the right state. Ton yeah, of talent, yeah. right? <laughs> right. I mean, there is so much talent in that state that not everybody can go to the SEC or LSU. So I think that's the one. I think that's the one that could be in that tier. The Sun Belt, though, as a whole in the conference, remember how we talked back in the, way back in the day of the WAC? Now, the mm-hmm. WAC, it was fun, mm-hmm. and it was different, and it was a lot of passing offenses. Can the Sun Belt become the WAC of the 80s and 90s? Will they try and uh, grab some television real estate like the MAC does? Right. And go that, that would dra- be critical for And them. we've seen that out of the Sun Belt. They have been willing to play those mm-hmm. Tuesday and Wednesday games. Mm-hmm. And to be honest... I'd probably rather watch Sunbelt now. Good Sunbelt games as opposed to even good Mac games. Uh, by the way, the uh, 
Illinois-Wisconsin game, Illinois-Nebraska game. Did you see that got moved from Ireland? It's going to be in Champaign. Uh, So they won't be in, where were they going, Dublin? They'll be in Champaign. But the date stays the same, so week zero is on. I didn't see that part of it. August 28th. I love that. There will be college football. We'll come back, finish up the hour. Miller in Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Keep out of reach of children. couple of minutes here of the first hour of the program. Randy Wehofer from the Iowa Cubs. Their schedule gets released today, apparently. Uh, to limit travel during the pandemic, all teams will play a six-game series. So they'll play six games during the week with one day off to limit travel. Oh, okay. Uh, season starts on April the 6th. Oh, wow. Surprises me. Carson yeah. Wentz is a Colt. Official. It's done deal. This Here's- isn't... Twitter no, rumors. This is a done deal. If Carson Wentz playing time, so here's the here's the here's the uh, particulars. A second round pick in 2022, and a third round pick in this year's draft. So a third this year and a two in 2022. The second round pick can become a first round pick if he plays 75 percent uh, of the snaps this year. So okay. it's a third this year uh-huh. in April. Next year it's a two. If you play 75% of the snaps, that two becomes a one. Okay. So essentially right now it's a two and a three uh, with, the, with the two or a three and a two with the two potentially moving to a first-round pick uh, dependent on uh, how much playing time he gets in two years. Where are you on Carson Wentz? I'm not uh, a believer that it's coming back. See, I don't know. Great offensive line. Very good offensive line with the Colts. Yeah, but their left tackle retired. Now Quentin Nelson's, you know, his, they may move him out to the, the LT, and I, I don't think they should. He's, he's, a, he's a Hall of Fame left guard. Yes, yeah. We'll see what that happens. Wide receiver group that is... Good. Okay. Yeah, above average. Yeah. B minus. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's got to stay healthy, right? I mean, is it just that's, as simple as it. that? Yes, that's it. And he hasn't been able to the last couple of years. And so banged up. Mm-hmm. And even when he's out there, he's not. And it's because of his reckless style. It's not where uh, this guy has had some bad luck. He's diving around out there. He's going head first <laughs> well, into places he, yeah. that he shouldn't. He's taking hits. He's much like Robert Griffin III. Or he's just taking Except, hits when he shouldn't. Right, but built entirely different. <laughs> That's a part of it, too. But a guy that took hits he shouldn't, uh-huh. and I think that... Tried to extend plays. Yes. He's got to, he's, he's, he's got to know, take, cut your losses. I'm with you. And now he's reunited with the guy that and he was at the his key, highest Frank, right? Because uh, those two had some magic going together, did they not? So on the local level... He's not a bear. Did the Bears try? Did they really try to do this? Is this... Uh, yeah, because this it. was Ryan Pace's. This is his job. Mm-hmm. He has to get this right. Well, remember yesterday, the story broke yesterday morning that he wanted to be a Colt and did not want to go to the Bears. Mm-hmm. And I think we asked Cappy that yesterday when we had him uh, that he just just wanted to get back with Frank Reich. He believes Frank Reich can fix him. I, I think that's a good trade for the Colts. I mean, they're they're giving up a three this year and a two, and if it doesn't pan up, you give up a three and a two. And if it does, a three and a one, but your one's in the 20s. If if, if indeed he's having that much success, yes. Mm-hmm. So I think it's worth it. I do too. 
Same thing for the Bears. If they would have had the same deal on the table. Well, I'm sure it was the same deal on yeah. the table. I don't know if the Bears are the Bears blinked, or maybe they've got other plans. But who would that be? Jameis. I know Cap, he shot. I, I still believe in Jameis. I know he turned mm-hmm. it over a ton. Yeah, he did. But the dude can make plays. Yeah. Now, he also had receivers in Godwood and Evans. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not going to have that in Chicago. No, we have no idea who he's going to have in Chicago. You're going to draft Mac Jones. Oh, gross. I'm telling you. I'm going to renounce my rights as a Bears fan yeah, if they sure go out there and if you've been if, if you've been through this, you're not getting out. You're in for I life. tried to do that with Curtis Enos 15 years ago on the radio. And we're still, still a Bears there. fan. And still will be. 11 o'clock hour is fini. We'll come back. Randy Wayho from the Iowa Cubs schedule comes out uh, today. And then Wade Looking Bill will help us with Wisconsin and Iowa. 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.